0: Tell me where is the road? Thank you. He...
1: Few people know that in the original temple there were screens like this that made even more noise than these do. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. It is a joy and privilege to welcome all of you into this holy place with this holy people at this holy time that we might worship the holy God. Whether you are joining us here in person at the church or online, it is a pleasure and privilege that we have to worship together. Let us be called to worship now as we focus our hearts and minds on the living God as we read responsively from the 84th Psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, for the course of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the Lord. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion.
2: God who makes covenant with us in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit loves us so deeply and so generously. We can come before God's presence, therefore, with our prayers of confession. In one voice and in one heart, let us confess our sins together. Merciful God, you made us in your image with a mind to know you, a heart to love you, and a will to serve you. But our knowledge is imperfect, our love inconstant, our obedience incomplete. Day by day, we fail to grow into your likeness, yet you are slow to be angry with your children. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior, do not hold our sins against us, but in your tender love, forgive. Amen. Friends and sisters and brothers in Christ, let it be proclaimed everywhere Let us believe and trust in the good news that God's love for us in Jesus Christ, in his life, death, and resurrection, he has set us free to love God, to love one another. Thanks be to God. Amen. May the peace of Jesus Christ be with you. God has given us peace with him and with one another. Therefore, let us show signs of God's love and peace with one another. And those of you online, I invite you to do so not only this day, but every day. Amen.
1: The family has gathered and the family has made peace with itself because God has given us his peace. So let's talk just a little bit about family news. First of all, I hope that all of you received, as you came in today, the communion cup. Did you receive these? Okay. We need to have a few instructions. For those of you online, please be preparing your elements at home. All of us have these fancy-dancy new little cups. We used to give you cups that had a very, very difficult plastic shield to lift off of to get the bread. But as you'll see, this cup has two sides, okay? You put the juice side down to start with and you pull off the lid and you take the bread. Am I clear on that? Okay, good. And then this is the really, really tricky part and I hope that Juan is paying close attention. Before you open the juice part, you gotta turn it right side up, okay? There we go. These little plastic cups are collectibles. You can take them home every Sunday and and fill out your glassware service at home with these special little cups. So we'll be having communion a bit later. We have some beautiful flowers today that uh, celebrate the dedication and hard work of our staff over the last year they have been given today by Tim and Celeste Bailey. This past week I shared with you via email the schedule of all the new Bible studies, uh, not new Bible studies, they're the old Bible studies, but beginning anew uh, in this coming season. So be sure to check that schedule and uh, learn how you can participate Sunday morning, Monday evening, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, or Thursday morning. in Bible study throughout the week it's a special day for lots of reasons today and one of them is because about 45 years ago or so Neil Pressa appeared on the face of the planet earth so happy birthday Neil good to have you with us (laughs) let's continue to worship God in the beauty of music
2: Amen. With assurance, certain promise that in life and in death we belong to God, we can come before God with our prayers of thanksgiving and intercession. I'll offer words in our behalf, and we'll close with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Let us look to God in prayer. Father in heaven, your word is true. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. You are faithful and true and trustworthy. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, your steadfast love endures forever. We come to you with our hopes, with our fears, and with our prayers. How wonderful it is that you hold this fragile world and our lives in your heart. Look with compassion upon Gulf Coast states and the Northeastern United States, the Caribbean including Haiti and Cuba in the aftermath of storms, rescue workers, Cause the waters to recede, Lord. Encourage and empower communities to rebuild. Comfort all those experiencing deep loss. Protect firefighters and homeowners in Lake Tahoe and Northern California. Keep them resilient in the midst of raging fires. For the tired and weary, for those infected with COVID-19, for medical caregivers, for all those separated from loved ones, For all those from Afghanistan and Central America seeking refuge and asylum. For the hungry, the drug addicted, for those struggling with life, for those in strained relationships, for students who are stressed, for families who pray for strong bonds, for marriages, for the widowed. For those seeking and waiting upon you for answers and direction in a season of discernment, for those anxious because of change. For the young, bursting with energy. For the middle-aged, caring for families and health and home. For the aged with health challenges. For the thirsty. We say to you, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers and hear our pleadings. Your grace that is as the heavens are high above the earth, so enfold us with your word that will come to us through Pastor Jack's message, through the music and through your holy sacrament. When you welcome us to your table, gracious Lord, do so with tender love because the world is harsh and we need to be nourished by your body and by your blood. We pray that you would use the bread and cup that you provide, that you would bless it so that we may be united to your life and in doing so, we may be strengthened in faith, encouraged with hope, and crowned with your love. As we offer these prayers and ourselves to you, to the one who is the bread of life, the same Lord Jesus Christ,
0: i Hey! <laughs>
1: Stand with me now as you are able, and let us all give our full attention to the reading and to the hearing of God's word, especially as we find it recorded in the Old Testament book of Genesis and then in the letter to the Hebrews. This is God's word for our lives today. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no one to till the ground, but a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then from Hebrews. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received power of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, He has prepared a city for them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Many, many moons ago, when I was a sophomore in high school taking an English literature class, we were required to memorize and then say before the class certain famous portions from out of the history of English literature. Did any of you have to do that in school? How many of you still remember anything that you memorized? Yes, I have no clue what I had for breakfast, but I remember things from 50 years ago. One of my very favorite, one that is stuck in my head because I repeat it so often to myself, is from a poem called The Lay of the Last Minstrel by Sir Walter Scott, the great Scottish author and poet. It goes this way. Breathes there the man with soul so dead, who never to himself hath said, this is my own my native land, whose heart hath ne'er within him burned, as home his footsteps he hath turned from wandering on a foreign strand? If such there breathe, go, mark him well, for him no minstrel raptures swell. High though his titles, proud his name, boundless his wealth as wish can claim. Despite those titles, power and pelf, the wretch, concentred all in self, living shall forfeit fair renown, and doubly dying, shall go down to the vile dust from which he sprung, unwept, unhonored, and unsung. Let's talk about home. I want you to savor that word in your mouth and let it roll around in your mind and then settle in your heart. Think of your home or the perhaps many homes in which you've lived. Home is a place, to be sure, but it's also an idea. Home is a physical location, but it's also a wish, a dream, a yearning. Home is essential to the human soul. Consider just these few ways in which we use that word Home, all the time. Home cooking. I don't really need to say any more than that, do I? (laughs) The home team. The home field advantage. Home plate. A home maker. Arguably the most sacred profession there is. They say, you can never go home again, but we sing, I'll be home for Christmas. A man's home is his castle. Do you remember the great actor and singer Jim Neighbors playing the goofy Marine Gomer Pyle? Neighbors later on had a variety show. Do you remember how he would sign off every night of that variety show? It's a, keep the latch string out and the dog's tied up. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Genesis tells us that when God had made everything, then he planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. He put humanity in its home. Home is the place from which we started and little worse can happen than for us to become homeless. Torrential rains come down and floods sweep away our homes and there's not much worse than that or the torrent of hatred and political and military conquest sweeps through, and we lose our homes, or the place that was our home becomes so dangerous that we will leave our homes. That's how important home is. Adam and Eve were put into their home in the garden, But then they, we, choose to disobey the home-maker. And so we leave. We become homeless. The book of Hebrews reviews the history of all of humanity, in a sense. But then it focuses its attention on the history of that one particular family, the family of Abraham, through whom God made the offer of returning home. And then the rest of the story is about how God calls, how God beckons, how God leads us home, and yet still we resist. Hebrew says that Abraham was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as if he were in a foreign land, just living in tents. But then Abraham looked forward to the city that has foundations. They, the people of God, were strangers and foreigners on the earth, And they are seeking a homeland. They desire a better country. God has prepared a city for them. Home is that place from which we know we have come. And yet we find it so hard to go back. And still we are searching. Still we are yearning. What is home all about? Why is it so special? Why is it so fundamental to who we are? Robert Frost wrote that home is where, when you have to go there, they have to take you in. That's been good news for more than one of us in this room, I'm sure. We know that we belong somewhere. The place where we know we belong is a place where we accept, are accepted with no strings, where we're loved with no reservations. Home is that place where we find our identity, our meaning, our rest, our comfort, our strength, so that we can go out from home and live our lives. Home is vital to existence. A few months ago, Helen came home with a couple of machines. They're round, about this big around, and a few inches high, and they plug into the wall. And every once in a while, when they get a mind to, they turn themselves on and go scooting around the floor, sweeping up stuff. They're demonic creatures, actually. They come on whenever they want to. First couple of days we had them, I would be downstairs, Helen would be downstairs, and all of a sudden something would be bumping around upstairs. I thought we were being invaded by huge rats. I don't know what it was. Do you know what happens when those machines run out of juice? They tell themselves to go home. They go back to that little spot next to the plug and they plug themselves in, and they get ready to terrorize us all over again. (laughs) Home is important. Home is vital. It is absolutely necessary to our existence. We have fallen into a tradition here over many years on this first Sunday of September of calling everyone to a village fest, to a celebration, to a party that's really like a homecoming. Come home from all those places where you've been wandering this summer. Come home from simply sitting by the pool on a Sunday morning. Come home. Come back to this place. And not just this place, but come back to these people who are searching for the same home that you're searching for. Our wandering around is over. We come back to the family. We come back to God. The pandemic, of course, has kept us away from home in so many different ways. Yes, we're back here now, many of us, not all of us. We understand why. We're not back to normal, even though we put on our robes today. Wasn't that cool? Actually, it's pretty hot under these things, but that's another story. The pandemic has upset so much about life that maybe we have forgotten where our home is. Our home is here, with God, with each other. In challenging times like these, where the familiar is taken away, sometimes we forget how to come back home. How we? can come back to God in worship and prayer and study and fellowship and and service. How we come back to God through each other. Because after all, home is not a place. Home is a relationship. You can destroy a house. You can pick up a family and move them to the other side of the planet, but as long as the family is together, they are home. The Christian faith often is described as a journey. We say it because Abraham and his family were on a journey trying to get back home. We still are on that journey, getting back home into the heart of God, but at least we're on the journey together. And so we are the home as we go home. So now's a good time. Now's a good time to remember just how important our community of faith is as that place that serves as our spiritual home and these people who serve as our sisters and brothers in faith to encourage us and remind us of our need for God and then for all of us to help each other along as we go home. At the beginning of this service, we listened to a song that our choir recorded a year ago, maybe more. We decided to do that because the words that they sung are so important. Michael Dennis Brown and Stephen Paulus put this song together called The Road Home. Let me remind you what it says. Tell me, where is the road I can call my own that I left, that I lost so long ago? All these years I have wondered, oh, when will I know there's a way, there's a road that will lead me home? After wind, after rain, when the dark is done, as I wake from a dream in the gold of day, through the air there's a calling from far away, there's a voice I can hear that will lead me home. Rise up, follow me, come away is the call. With the love in your heart as the only song, there is no such beauty as where you belong. Rise up, follow me, I will lead you home. The one who came to us from his home, in eternal glory with the Father and the Spirit. The one who came to us in our wandering and our lostness and made his home with us for a time invites us still to come home into his loving arms, into his healing heart, to come home to that place where he offers himself to us that we might become family around the table that is the center of his home. Throughout this fall, I will be speaking to you about the importance of home and how we find that home as we follow him who leads us there, the Lord Jesus Christ. For today and for now, I simply invite you in his name to come home to this table, to this place, that he has set for us where we can find our way home to God. Come, let us be filled. Amen.
2: Sisters and brothers in Christ and family of God, we give to you that which we have received, a common story of the family, that on the night of his On the night of his arrest, our Lord Jesus Christ, being with his friends, took bread. And after giving thanks to the Father, he broke it, gave it to them, and said that this is my body given for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread together. Then in the same manner after supper... The Lord Jesus Christ took the cup, and after giving thanks to the Father, He gave it to them and said that this is the blood of the new covenant, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until He comes again. Let's partake of the cup together. Oh mm-hmm. let us join our hearts together in offering our prayer of thanksgiving let us pray gracious and loving God we offer our alleluias to you for this sacred feast that you have nourished our souls and filled us with grace and for all the many ways in which you provide for us and bless us send us now Lord with your blessing in the name of Jesus Christ empowered by your spirit that we may share the love and life of Jesus Christ to the whole world we pray these things in his name amen
1: a little bit homesick but i would propose to you that we could hit a home run if we just run home to the one who leads us there may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you this day and always amen, amen.